0: Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference.
1: Today we continue through the events of Holy Week in our text. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 26, verses 57 through 68. In yesterday's text, Jesus was betrayed and arrested. Today we're going to see him before Caiaphas in the Sanhedrin, verse 57. Then those who had seized Jesus led him to Caiaphas, the high priest, where scribes and the elders had gathered. There's a group of elders that are part of something called the Sanhedrin. There are 70 members of the Sanhedrin and they're gathering at Caiaphas's house, which is probably more like a palace complex that the high priest lives in. Verse 58, and Peter was following him at a distance as far as the courtyard of the high priest. And going inside, he sat with the guards to see the end. So remember in yesterday's text, it says the disciples all left him and fled when he was arrested, but Peter is kind of following like it says at a distance and he kind of goes in kind of incognito to see how it's going to finish up. Verse 59, now the chief priests and the whole council were seeking false testimony against Jesus that they might put him to death but they found none though many false witnesses came forward. So it says the whole council does that mean that all 70 of the guys in the Sanhedrin had to be there for this text to be true? Probably not. Some scholars say that there had to be at least 23 there for there to be a quorum for them to make the judgment about Jesus that they ultimately made. The text continues at last two came forward and said this man said I am able to destroy the temple of God and to rebuild it in three days. You got to have two witnesses in order for this to be legitimate. Now here's what's interesting. They took words that Jesus spoke earlier in his ministry, which are recorded in John, and and twisted them just a little bit to make it sound like what Jesus says is worse than what he said. If you go to John chapter 2 verse 19, this is the account of Jesus cleansing the temple in the book of John. And the Jews ask him, by what sign do you show us to do these things? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. These Accusers in Matthew say that he said, "I am able to destroy the temple of God and to rebuild it in three days." That's not what he said. He said, "If you destroy this temple," he's talking about himself, "I will raise it up in three days." He did say that. But you can see how the twisted words in Matthew were said to suggest that Jesus made the claim that he was going to destroy the temple, which would of course been quite offensive and raise some serious red flags among the Jewish leaders. But that's not all they're going to ring him up on here. So let's keep going. Verse 62. And the high priest stood up and said have you no answer to make what is it that these men testify against you but jesus remained silent this is a fulfillment of the prophecy that we read in isaiah chapter 53 verse 7 he was oppressed and he was afflicted yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that is before its shearers is silent so he opened not his mouth so jesus is standing before his accusers he's about to be slaughtered and he's not even speaking up to defend himself continuing and the high priest said to him i adjure you by the living god tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God, Jesus said to him, "You have said so." So at first, this sounds like kind of a passive answer. Like I'm not going to say yes, I'm the Son of God, because that's going to send you into orbit. You're the one who suggested that I'm the Son of God, so you have said so. I'm going to reflect my answer to your question back onto your question. But the rest of his answer is not passive at all. Check this out. But I tell you, from now on, you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of Power and coming on the clouds of heaven. This sentence is full of indicators that he's making the claim that he is the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of God. One of them comes from the book of Daniel in the Old Testament, chapter 7, verse 13. This is a vision Daniel has of the Son of Man, the Messiah, who's going to come in the future to redeem God's people. It says, And behold, with the clouds of heaven there came one like a Son of Man. And he came to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him. So Jesus says, You're going to see me coming on the clouds of heaven. I'm going to be seated at the right hand of God. Verse 65, Then the high priest tore his robes and said, He has uttered blasphemy. What further witnesses do we need? You have now heard his blasphemy. What is your judgment? They answered, He deserves death. Then they spit in his face and struck him. Some slapped him, saying, Prophesy to us, you Christ. Who is it that struck you? So at the end of this text, they're mocking him for claiming to be able to prophesy correctly. If you're so smart, if you're a reliable prophet, then you should be able to tell us which one of us just hit you or spit on you or slapped you. They're totally disrespecting him. The high priest tore his robe. This is typically a sign of mourning or grief or being overcome with anguish. Except, interestingly, way back in Leviticus chapter 21 and Leviticus chapter 10, it makes it very clear that the high priest should never tear his robe. But Caiaphas was so overcome by the offensiveness of what Jesus said that he couldn't restrain himself. Let me share a couple thoughts in reference to this text. The first one's a little uncomfortable for me because as much as I want to criticize and hate on these Pharisees, these Sanhedrin guys, I've often wondered, where would I align myself in the same situation? The best-case scenario would be for me to be a disciple of Christ and flee and scatter when he is arrested. That's the best-case scenario, which isn't great. I certainly wouldn't have done any better than Peter. But would I have been one of these self-righteous Jewish leaders, unwilling to recognize him as Messiah, yet in my fervor for the religious system that I was part of? Would I be willing to be complicit in arresting and convicting and crucifying the Son of God? Boy, I hope not. But these guys didn't just wake up one day and said, hey, let's kill the Son of God. They drifted from the truth of his word little by little by little by little to the point where they could not accept the fact that Jesus, who was much, much different than what their traditions had conditioned them to expect the Messiah to look like, they couldn't accept the fact that was him. Boy, I don't want to drift like that. The second thought I have in response to this is, can you believe that God in the person of Jesus Christ humbled himself to the degree where he would not only come to this dirty, sinful, fallen, broken, evil world, but that he would subject himself to this? I mean, I nothing like God. Nowhere near his level. Holiness, perfection, all-powerful, knows everything. And I wouldn't put up with treatment like this for something that I wasn't guilty of. Yet God is willing to come and be treated like this. And this is only just the beginning. It's going to get worse than the next few texts. Man, when we read, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, I think we fly over what that means. That is a big deal. That is a crazy love that would cause him to subject himself to this kind of nonsense. And as recipients of that That love through faith in Jesus Christ. It ought to inspire us to spend our time, our influence, our abilities, our money, more and more and more for the advancement of the message of a God who would do this. It's incredible. Come back for more tomorrow. Have a good day. The Daily
0: Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at ChristianCrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader, God designed three social institutions to shape our lives